You are listening to Time to Revive. This show is designed to help you get the confidence to share your faith in everyday life. The music in the background is Revival from Third Day. My name is Angie, and I'm your host today. In the studio with me is Mark Bird with Revive Ohio. Hey, good day, Ange. We are really digging deep into God's Word. Oh my goodness, we started last week with our identity. And that's the series that we're in right now is understanding who we are in Christ. Last week, it was all about being in Christ. And this week, we're going to talk a little bit more about that, but also how we're adopted into the family. Mark, I want to start out with a scripture in Romans chapter eight, starting in verse 14. It says, for all who are led by the spirit of God are children of God. So you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves and said you received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba father for his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. And since we are his children, we are his heirs. In fact, Together with Christ, we are heirs of God's glory. But if we are to share in his glory, we must also share his suffering. Last week, we talked about being in Christ. Right. In verse 17, we need to be covered by Christ so that when God looks, he sees Christ. Correct. That's how we become in Christ. And I know that there's so many places that talk about the same thing. So this is just one example of really being in Christ. And who are we? What is our identity? And that's straight out of Romans eight verses 14 through 17. So take me from there. Yeah. And this is awesome because it's, first of all, it starts talking about being adopted. Absolutely. All right. We're not all just automatically born into God. We're not because sin separated us. We are born into this world, but we're born into sin. We need to be born again. And we talked about that a few weeks ago, Angie. And this is what's happening. God is willing to adopt us. And this is where it happens. It's saying by his spirit, right? He is adopting us. He is giving us the gift of adoption, Mm. right? He is willing to adopt us. And now what we have to do is receive that gift. We talk about that a lot with Revive. We have to receive that free gift that's offered to us, right? And then what we have to do is God through his spirit applies that to us, to our account. He credits us with righteousness by faith. The just shall live by faith. And in what it says here is then that makes us children of God. Verse 16. And if we are children, then it said we are heirs. Okay. Mm, If you're a child, you're an heir, right? Yes. You're an heir to the throne. Why? Because Jesus is on the throne. And if you are in Christ, right, then you are a joint heir. That's what it says here. You're joint heirs with Christ. Do we see ourselves as that, Angie? Not all the time. Exactly. And that's where, like last week we talked about, is that shift in mentality. Okay, refocus, children of God. Refocus. You are a joint heir with my son, God is saying. So let me do this. I know that you're going to switch to another scripture. And while people are waiting for that to happen, let me just paint a little modern day picture. Okay. I know of a young man who is in a family business. 
And his great grandfather started it, and then his grandfather took it over, and then his father took it over. So, what do you think? Now the son will take it over. Right. He is an heir to the family business. That's right. And I and people will come along and say, "Oh, it was just handed to him." No, it wasn't just handed to him. He is the child, and this is his legacy. This is who he is. He is that family. He is that owner of that business. That's just been instilled in him since the beginning. Right. And it's the same thing. I know that there's Bible stories about an heir An heir takes a different place. And an heir is, there's no separating that you are it. That's it. And there's nobody going to take you away. So when he says that we are now his heirs, nobody can take us away from God and we get to get all of the stuff that's handed down to us from God. That's right. So if he had a family business, we're in the family business now. And actually we kind of are, aren't we? (laughs) We absolutely are. That's perfect, Angie. It's a great analogy, even though that's reality, because they are heirs. We are heirs. Like in your example, you're an heir of the family business. And what good father would not want to pass down? That's the legacy thing. That's the... That's the thing that we're supposed to do, right? For our children to want to pass down that inheritance, right? Proverbs has many verses about that. Now, who of us would turn down a great uncle or somebody who passes down the inheritance to us if it was cash? That's for sure. Nobody would want to turn that down. So why are we turning down such a great inheritance that's been given to us all the glory and riches in the world because it's through a heavenly perspective. Absolutely right. And that's what it says here at the very end of 17. That way we may also be glorified together. Mm. Because think about that, man. God is glorifying his son, Jesus. And if we are joint heirs with him, that means we get to possess the very same things that Jesus gets to possess. Cool. Yeah. Who doesn't want to sign up <laughs> well, for that, right? I know that it does go into his suffering. That's a whole nother, another sermon, another so to day, speak. Yeah. <laughs> it does. Now, um, and as you mentioned, Angie, I want to flip over to Galatians chapter three as well, because this, this really adds color to the picture as well. I believe. And and starting in verse six of Galatians three, just as Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Now, most of us think, you know, we associate Abraham with the Old Testament and Abraham with the law. But I want everybody to see and hear this now today that it was accounted to Abraham for righteousness because he believed God. So again, it's by faith. And so verse seven continues, therefore know that only those who are of faith are sons of Abraham and the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the nations by faith preached the gospel to Abraham beforehand saying in you, all the nations shall be blessed. And I'm wrapping up today with verse nine. So then those who are of faith are blessed with believing Abraham, Abraham, who was a believer. Mm. It was accounted to him as righteousness because he believed and because Abraham believed he was the father of faith. And then we who believe by faith are able to have that same inheritance that Abraham was promised. So you're saying we just need to believe that's it and have faith. That's it. Without wavering. That's it. That's not so hard, I guess, but maybe it is. <laughs> and maybe accept the adoption. 
and accepting the adoption and not, I, you know, I think that in our society, sometimes we, we look at adopted kids and we still say they're adopted. Yeah. Well, no, I remember my oldest son is from a previous relationship and my daughter one day said, that's my half brother. And I said, that's not your half brother. He is your full brother Amen. because he is the family. You're not, don't separate him. That's right. And I think that we, we can say the word adopted, but I think it comes with all this baggage from society. It does. And, and I think we need to say, okay, we were adopted, but we're now fully heirs. That's it. So we went through a process, almost like a court process, but now we are fully heirs. We're no longer adopted. We are the heir. And some people hear that, Angie, and they say, well, that sounds arrogant that, well, I'm an heir of Christ, nah. but you are. Again, that's why Paul's <laughs> saying, hey, refocus, keep your minds on things above because that's what's real. And think about this. Did God ever say to any of his children, well, you're just my half child? No, no. You are fully your, his heir. I love how you put it with whatever Jesus gets, we get. That's it. Because we're this, we're children like like he was. Right. Join heirs. And he doesn't say, well, you get half of what I gave my son. Right. No, you get it all. Well, and if he's honestly, if he's standing in front of us and he is who God sees, we get everything that Jesus gets. Yeah. Because we're <laughs> hidden in him, right? Wow. The, it all ties it's together. It's mind blowing. <laughs> yes, it is. It's good stuff though. Very good. Okay. So how can we change our thinking? Oh my goodness, Mark, this is such a deep subject and it seems easy. Yeah, we're children of God. I think that every little part of our life, though, we need to keep remembering that. And maybe it'll take some time to pray and ask God to show you where you are not fully accepting his gift and you're not fully living out your inheritance. Do you think that's a good idea? I think it's a great idea, Angie, really. That is where we're going to cut it off for today. Man, we covered a lot of scripture. We were in Romans chapter eight. We were also in Galatians chapter three, verses six through nine. Friends, you are a child of God. We're going to continue to talk about our identity. We're going to continue this for another week, at least <laughs> as we dig into the scripture and understand who we really are as children of God. It's time now for our testimony. This is Mark Bird with Time to Revive. I am in the studio with a great friend of mine, Kurt Hostetler. And today we are going to talk about adoption. And we are going to talk about being an heir of Christ, a joint heir with Christ. And what does it look like to be adopted? And what does God see that as? Does God see adoption as we're a stepchild? Or does God treat that and see that as you're mine? And if you're an heir of Christ, are you a half heir? Are you a three quarter heir? <laughs> you know, are you a quarter heir or are you a full heir of Christ? Kurt, thanks for being with us today. Thanks, Mark. So as we unpack that a little bit, Kurt, I want to get your perspective on uh, the adoption process and what does that look like? And Kurt, you've been a Christian for a while. And what does that look like from what we know and understand adoption in the natural world today and what we know of in the adoption in God's world today? And um, can you talk about the contrast of those two kind of viewpoints? You have this perspective from the world. You have this perspective from God. 
Is there a difference? Absolutely. You know, in the natural world, every adoption is is very, very different. No two are absolutely alike. I can tell you what my experience was as an adopted child. I found out what I was adopted when I was probably about seven or eight years old. I was brought up in an absolutely wonderful, wonderful family, very godly family. And I was never, ever meant to feel like I was not part of that family. They loved me. And not just my mom and dad, not just uh, my sister, but the entire family from uncles and aunts to cousins. I was completely accepted 100%. Now, I can honestly say I know that not all adoptions go that way. Mine did. And so when I became a Christian at 37 years old, that gave me a very, a very unique perspective on the Christian idea of adoption. Um, I think I understood it better than a lot of people do because of my experience. And, you know, as, as we're adopted into God's family as a Christian, Mark, you talked about, are we a half heir? Are we a three-quarter heir? No, we are a full heir with Christ. We are brought into his family 100%. And um, I think back to my adopted natural family and how the reason that they adopted me was because they loved me and they didn't even know me Hmm. and how much more God loves me and he knew me. So how much more is that spiritual adoption into God's family? Okay, Kurt. So you have this incredible feeling of knowing this unconditional love that comes from God. And I guess at any time, did you ever feel like that I'm on the outside and I'm not part of that family? Uh, the natural family or the spiritual family? F- the natural family. The natural family, no. Um, I never felt like I was outside of my natural adopted family. Um, and I, I had said earlier that the process is adoption, but once the process is finished, you're a child of the family. Absolutely. Now, let me ask you, did you get the name of the family? Yes. So you are actually carrying the name. Absolutely. And if your parents were to go to heaven, would you inherit everything that's coming? Yes. So you have become legitimately the heir. Yes. So now let's take it to your spiritual self. You become a Christian. And did you kind of get that heirship, I guess you might call it? Did you become an heir in, in complete... I mean, did you get the name? Yes, I believe I believe I did. Now, to a uh, kind of a disclaimer is I don't think I fully realized what it meant. I don't think any of us fully realize it. I think right. that there's a deep well of of understanding our identity in Christ that we should continue to to go after. Absolutely. Absolutely. Still to this day, probably don't understand the depth and the breadth and the love of Christ. Uh, but from the very beginning as a Christian, yeah, I, I fully identified as a Christian. I knew that I belonged to Jesus, that his name had become mine, the name Christian. So you go as a child, you go to school and you understand that you're a hostetler and that is what you are. And when Mm -hmm. you go out into the class, you have the authority of your father to be carrying on that name. How does that help you in your everyday spiritual life to know that you carry your father's name out into the world? I think when, especially when we are interacting with the world and whether that's through time to revive or through our other ministries, when you're interacting with the world, uh, that can be intimidating because you're like, 
oh, there's so much responsibility for me to, I'm a Christian. People are looking at me. What am I going to say and do? And, and it really helps to know, to know that when you become a Christian, that you take on the righteousness of Jesus, that it's not your righteousness. Mark and I, one of our favorite scriptures, our righteousness is like filthy rags. It right. means nothing. It is the righteousness of Christ. And so when I take that out into the world, it helps for me to stop and remember that and remember that God is ordaining everything that happens. And the only thing I have to do is be obedient to that righteousness that he gave me. <laughs> Amen. And we talked a little bit about this. It's, it's you, you're carrying on the family business. You have been chosen by your father to carry on the business, and you have this great responsibility to make sure that the business is carried out correctly. Am I right? That's absolutely right. And Jesus, when he was found in the temple and his parents were like, where were you? And he's like, would you not know that I'd be about my father's business? Right, the same type of thing, right? And so now (laughs) spiritually, that's where we are now. We are carrying on our father's business. So, Kurt, I know that in you, you must have a message to those people who who feel a hole. They don't feel connected to a family. They don't feel that connection that that you feel because they maybe didn't have the same kind of natural family that loved them unconditionally. So how can we encourage them in their spiritual life to know the real, authentic and unconditional love of God? It's difficult for me to give advice to someone like that because I didn't experience that in my life. I I had a, a, like I said, a wonderful, loving, natural family and then was able to carry that over into my spiritual walk and, and have always known since I became a Christian that I was fully loved and fully adopted by God. The one thing I can say is if you doubt the place to go is in God's word. God's word will is true. Every single word of it. And so if you doubt, search the scriptures See what God is actually saying to you. I know what he said to me, but he's also speaking truth to every one of us if we're just willing to listen. Okay, so I'm reminded of a scripture uh, in Psalms 10, uh, verse 18, to do justice to the fatherless and the oppressed, that the man of the earth may oppress no more. And I'm reminded that God is the father of the fatherless because he is our father. And again, he wants to adopt. And whether or not we feel adopted or we feel a part of God's family or if we feel abandoned, it's not reality. Reality is that Jesus Christ is the gift to prove that God loves us and gave himself for us and that he wants to adopt us all into his family. And so again, if we search the scriptures, it will change our perspective. It will make us think on things above and how God sees us and how God wants to love us unconditionally as our father and give us the fullness of the airship in Christ Jesus. This is Mark Bird. You've been listening to Time to Revive. Thanks for listening to Time to Revive. This show has been brought to you by Shine FM and Revive Ohio. More information about this program at shinefmohio.com. We're community supported Shine FM.